When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to She Podcast. I'm Jessica Kupferman here with my co-host, Elsie Escobar. Our producer is joining mm. us, John, as usual. Um, today, we're going to be talking about Apple and numbering your episodes. We're also going to spend the rest of the episode talking about the feedback that we, a- that we asked for last time. Not because we have an hour's worth of feedback, but because we had some very interesting comments and uh, we want to share what the majority of the audience said about our question last week, which was, should we include banter in our show or should we stick to podcasting news? And we had a very healthy discussion about what each of our roles are in our show. So if you want to go back to episode 220, you can hear that conversation if you haven't yet already and you're new to the show. Otherwise, let's get into the news you can use, I guess. The news you can use for the informed podcaster, podcasting news. I think at it at um at Podfest we're probably going to be talking about all this stuff and um just for your info Jess like I don't think I'm even going to do laundry let alone what? think about what I'm going to pack like You're kidding. I was going to ask you I was going to go No, I was going to go like I wonder if there's a laundry at the oh hotel. Oh my god, I was totally wondering if there's I have laundry dirty too. stinky I have dirty stinky clothes. It's really sad. I'm sorry guys. I'm just letting y'all know I'm going to be using a lot of uh, essential oils. Because there's no way I'm going to be doing laundry before. Um, oh, my God. I can look forward to that. Um, you know what? While we're talking, I will look up to see if they have laundry. Because similarly, like, I don't want to bring more than like one or two pairs of jeans. But like, I also don't want to sweat in those jeans and then have to wear them again. So I'm going to check for our laundry. I hope they do have it too. Because I want to pack light. I'm tired of packing everything I own. I have so much makeup to pack. It takes up its own suitcase, really. All right. Anyway, let's talk about the news because we do have a lot to talk about. I just wanted to see how the packing was going because we're going to be seeing everyone soon. I just wanted to say, hi, we're on our way. Yay. Okay. But now what I want to call attention to really before we even start talking about the episode numbers is how you masterfully told people that if they want, if you want to hear what the discussion was, listen to episode 220. Did you hear how you said that? And so people can go, oh, episode 220. I can go find that episode. There's been, all I'm saying is that this is a wonderful way to promote your show, which gets us to the conversation, which has been released, you know, that that happened, that started from an email that came from Apple a couple of days ago. So this show is going live on a Monday, um, on Monday, what is it, March 4th? And the email came at the end of February, and there was another one on March 1st. But let's talk about the the one at the end of uh, February. So they sent an email where they were essentially saying, hey, folks, podcast providers, because that's what we are. We provide shows. And they wanted us to optimize our show's metadata. And then they 
explained what metadata was, and they called it the metadata, quote, the metadata of your show is your product packaging. It includes all of the details about your show, such as title, author, name, description, that potential listeners will see on Apple Podcasts. High-quality metadata can help your show be discovered and grow your audience, as it ultimately determines whether it appears in relevant user searches, end quote. Okay, so um, that is metadata. And then they actually added that poor quality metadata may affect new submissions as well as active shows to ensure our platform meets Apple's quality standards because Apple does have quality standards, people. Um, And then they gave some bullet points. They gave some bullet points on the things to avoid regarding this metadata stuff that they were talking about. And the last one, they literally said, here are some things to avoid, list of things to avoid. And the last one was, Adding episode numbers in the titles. For example, show titles like, quote, The Very Hungry Tourist, Episode 1, or episode titles like, Oh, One, Broken Heirloom. These, and this is quoting from Apple, and this is what freaked people out. These practices could result in your show being rejected or removed from Apple Podcasts. Boo. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so, <laughs> so everybody freaked out. They were like, oh my God, do they we'll have to remove the apples, the episode numbers? Oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> and so, yeah, it literally was kind of like that. People were confused. They had no idea because, as you can read, I mean, especially with the email that you got there, doesn't it seem like that's what they said? Right? Isn't yes, that what they wrote? It is exactly what they said. And I did freak out. Right. And so that's what they said. But that's not what they meant. You're going to get kicked out if you have episode numbers in your titles. Right. That's what they said. So, yeah, that's what they said. But that's not what they meant. That's not what they meant, though, y'all. So here you go. (laughs) And this is why, again, I did a Facebook Live in in the She Podcast group where I began. And I know, and I actually began with context because if you don't know where this is coming from, then you don't know what to expect. You have to really know the lens. Number one, Apple is sending this email. It's coming from Apple. So it's a company. It's a specific company. It's kind of like, think about it from the perspective of getting an email from Libsyn or getting an email from Canva or MailChimp or, you know, it's a, they're a service provider, like they're a company. And so they sent that from their point of view with the understanding that you would know that when they're talking about episode numbers and episode titles, they are talking about the iTunes tag, title tag. There's a separate place that you can add that has Apple titles specifically versus the overall RSS feed episode title, right? And when I did that Facebook Live on She Podcast, I actually went all the way back And I told them that in WWDC, June 2017, Apple released these extra tags to add to your feed, to add more information to your feed that they were offered at WWDC so that service providers such as hosting companies would start to add these tags to their systems. This was in June 2017. They were going to be supported when iOS 11 was released iOS 11 was released in September 2017, at which time these special tags that iTunes put out 
were able to be supported by what? Apple Podcasts, their own app. Okay, so again, it's a propriety request. It is something Apple is putting out, and it's something Apple is supporting. They offer this information out to the world so that service providers such as hosting companies and podcast apps would support these tags, so that they can then decipher this extra data and display it properly, so people can see it. As of now, Apple Podcast supports these tags, of course, and some. Podcast apps up there support these tags. Not all, and in fact, some of the podcast apps only support some of the tags, not all of the tags, which are many. And we talked about it in one of our shows. I will put a link in the show notes when we talked about this, which was happening right around WWDC because we reported on all of these things. We broke down the tags. I made sure I said all this in 2017. So it's been a while. So anyway, that's what this is about. This isn't about oh my god, I can't have titles on my show. It's about the fact that they want you to remove the title, uh, the episode number from your titles in the iTunes tags because there is another tag that's an episode number tag. Then that's where you put your number. So it's a different right. place. It's just in a, it's all in a different place. And then when, app, when the next iteration, the next beta of Apple Podcast comes out, which I'm not exactly sure when it's supposed to come out here possibly very, very soon within, I would say within a couple of weeks or so, the new Apple Podcasts or the updated version, the beta version right now that's being tested of Apple Podcasts, it's going to more prominently support these tags and you're going to be able to see them. Okay. Unfortunately, execution on the part of Apple is not very good either because as of this moment, This is so confusing. It's so crazy. Okay. As I like of this when you moment, giggle when you're delivering bad news. <laughs> I know. It's just it's just so lame. It's okay. Funny. So these are a couple of two lame things that are happening at this moment. At the time of this, I love when it. this gets live, March 4th. Okay, guys, March 4th, 2018, when the beta has not come out. At this time, when you fill the number tag in there, the only time that you can see those numbers are for shows that are serialized shows. They have seasoned. And they have numbers there. But if you have like an episodic show like ours, which is like there, we don't have seasons. We don't have series. Like it's not like it's just constant. It goes on. They don't display the number tag, meaning they don't display the episode tag very well in one of the screens. And so people get really confused because you can't see them. And the number itself, like if you look at Apple Podcasts, it's this really light gray for the number, so you can't even see it. There's a lot of times where I'm like, where's the number? Oh, there it is. It's right there. It's just not okay. So that's the lame thing right now, because even if you do have these tags in there, you can't see them. They're not properly supported in their own app. Here's the other lame thing. <laughs> these are iTunes. They're called iTunes tags. Okay, they're called iTunes it's so tags. so sinister. Okay, they're called iTunes tags. But iTunes desktop does not support them, okay? It's only the app. It's only for iOS. So if you are editing all your titles or whatever, or editing all the iTunes tags, and then go look at the iTunes desktop to make sure you did it right, it's not going to show. Because iTunes desktop 
does not support them. Okay? So, just to make it a little more complicated than that. Right. But anyway, uh, do you have any questions, um, Jessica? No. I mean, all of it is a question. <laughs> but um, Yes, it all is. I do think it's all a question. I just... As long as you don't have to mess up the episodes the way that you have it now or mess up what you have in Apple, it's fine. But really, I have a question as to why they would choose to phrase it that way. Well, because now we have a new email. Did you see the new email? Yeah, so yeah. They, I didn't put it in the show notes, but yeah, I saw it. I put it in the show notes. So here's the oh, email. Okay. So they sent that email. They freaked everybody out, right? Everybody's freaked out because of that. And then in the nighttime, so within a 24-hour cycle, they realized that they um, weren't clear. <laughs> And so they sent out a new email, right? So this this email came out on the end, at the end of the day, I think on February 28th, late night. And this is what it says, quote, Dear podcast provider, we've received a lot of questions about metadata best practices on Apple Podcasts. We want to provide more details and clarification as you think about improving your show's metadata. You won't be removed for having episode numbers in episode titles. And they bolded Yay! that to make sure that they were clear. Did you hear that? It is clear there. They told you. And then they give you a little bit of the history that I just told you. Starting with iOS 11 in September 2017, we introduced modern RSS tags to improve podcast metadata. These tags include support for seasons, trailers, and episode numbers. The new tags help us present your show to your listeners on Apple Podcasts and present listening data to you and in podcast analytics. We encourage you to use the tag to send us your episode numbers. If you decide to include episode numbers in your episode, in your episode, we do want to discourage spam or irrelevant <laughs> content in show <laughs> metadata. including episode numbers in your podcast title. So they consider having a number on your title as irrelevant data because it has a place. You're supposed to put it somewhere else. It's like they're trying to Marie Kondo the entire (laughs) metadata. I know. And and for Um, whose purpose? They're trying to clean it up for you. Put it in little. If you want to clean some stuff up, how about clean up some of the shows that have not been updated since 2006? Why don't you do well, that? Well, no, no, no. I have to disagree with that because okay. my show hasn't updated since 2013 for Elsie's yoga class, but it's still relevant and it's still, it meet right. people keep doing it. Yes. Okay, but I, so I'm what I'm saying is like they have, have to one have- One episode maybe. I don't know. Right. Okay, that that would be better. Yes, correct. Okay, so continuing on here, this is part of our overall standard of high-quality metadata, which improves discovery and listener experience. Our list of Apple Podcast hosting partners contains more information on hosting service providers. So, um, (laughs) oh my God, check out Podcast Connect uh, for help or whatever. Anyway, that's the end of that. So they essentially had to explain things because I don't think that what, okay, you know when you think you're all that? Did I really actually say that? I did say that. You what? Are, yeah, when you think that you are the center of the universe, and so you think that because you are in a position of power and influence within a specific space, that everybody should know all the things that you're about. And unfortunately, when it comes to feed tags and metadata, for I would say the majority of podcasters out there, they don't even know what the heck that is. They don't even know. They don't even know what RSS feeds are. They don't know. They're going to try to get a podcast out. 
They're trying to put a title and an episode number down. They don't know that there's tags. What the heck are tags? Where do they go? And then they didn't even explain. Do you think they've shown themselves to be out of touch with the industry at all? No, I don't think it's out of touch with the industry. I think that they're out of touch with the fact that they need to do a lot more explaining. This is when you do have to explain <laughs> stuff. Thanks, Lucy. This is when you... No, I know, right. You do. You totally have to do a lot more. You have to start from the beginning. You have to show context. You do have to do education. What they do is they change things and then who's... My entire day yesterday was spent educating people about what this is. And sadly, as I mentioned here, everybody that's listening, we covered this in She Podcast in 2017 and throughout, which I've brought over before. In the feed for Lipson's The Feed, we cover this all the time. In fact, we there's been more than once when we've told our people that. And so our listeners, of course, are informed and they didn't have any wor- anything to worry about because they've been doing this already. We've been doing this already. But not everybody listens to podcasts about podcasting. I mean, so true. Uh, the general population isn't going to be like, hey, let's let's see what's what is the latest in podcasting? I mean, no, but they should. Other, I mean, for content, maybe. Of, well, I guess. But this okay. is, it's not, I mean, uh, the whole entire day was spent clarifying the fact that it was, that there's two tags. The, you know, the if you were to see, you know, that those little um, tags, the ones that look like an open and close, like those little signs, like less than and more than yeah, signs. triangles. Those little, okay. Those little triangles to the side or those little, yeah. So if you saw those little tags, there's a difference between the opening title and closing tag. That's that's one. And then there's an opening iTunes colon title tag. Those are two separate tags. Who the heck is going to know that? Nobody. Like I mean the, in terms of the, in terms of the general population. So if Nobody. you e- even if I clarified and I said, well there's two different tags. There's the iTunes tag like there's the iTunes colon title tag and then there's the title tag what are people gonna be look they're gonna look at me like i'm crazy so okay how does that help me where does that go so uh yeah there's a a lack of of understanding of the basics of the technical um goings on in podcasting and when companies sometimes come in here and try to democratize audio or make it as easy as possible I'm not saying that you shouldn't. I'm just saying that in the same vein, one must also choose to educate your people and take it as a responsibility to do that because not everybody knows and they're going to freak out and they all freaked out. And so there you have it. They all freaked out. Dude, they all freaked out. You freaked out. You all right now? Yeah. All right. So (laughs) can we? uh... That was not an enthusiastic yeah. Oh my god! Do you want to really quickly talk about this Spotify thingy, Majigger? I mean, it's a job for Spotify, right? Yeah, Spotify's doing a sports thing. I mean, this is a women's show about podcasting, so if they like sports, they already well, know. Well, that's about what. It. Well, no, no. Well, this is what I'm saying, though. But we are making. Uh, we we are being biased on that. That's why I put it in the show here, because I think that it would be behoove people. We have a lot of of ladies who are doing some fantastic shows that are 
I know. About I know sports. women like sports. I'm just saying I don't. And so like, no, I'm not saying. Well, exactly. And so we are sharing this because of that. So there's a firm that is hiring uh, for a sports lead sport, Spotify Studios role based in either New York or LA. And the with the successful candidate expected to help establish Spotify's presence and voice in the sports category. So this is somebody who's going to be hired to essentially create a sports content portfolio for Spotify. They say here that the successful applicant will shape Spotify's exclusive content strategy for the sports vertical with a specific focus on podcasts. Yay. So there you have it, y'all. Check it out in our show notes if you are into that kind of stuff. All right. So we have our sponsor for the show, Text Expander. And I just want to really quickly share what I've been doing for Text Expander when I do my like launch for the e-league, which is happening right now. So if anybody wants to submit an application, do it before March 15th, please. But this is what I do. And what I have in Text Expander are um, my links. So the landing page for the e-league is a text expander snippet. So are my purchase pages, which are hidden. So those purchase pages, you can't find those because you need to apply to do this. So those little things are hidden. And also some of my emails that I sent for telling people, yes, you're in kind of thing. Those are also text expander snippets that I have in there. And then they are crafted in a way so that I can very be very specific in who I'm responding to because it's very high touch. My my The entire experience isn't like automated and it's not like everybody gets the same email, but everybody gets the same sort of framework or, or, or template that is based around the thoughts. So the text expander snippets do that. I also have the title of the email that I'm sending out in a text expander snippet. And since I don't remember the actual <laughs> shortcuts, what I do is I have a little index card with my shortcuts that I put right underneath because I have a computer cover and I have my little index cards in there. And that way, whenever I'm doing some work, I can just really quickly reference and then just write that um, little snippet and boom, it comes up all this entire thing. And I cannot even tell you how much time it saves me. I forgot that I had created all of these snippets in there. And I was like, Jess, remember when we got together and we talked about what I needed to do and what I needed to you know, write and all this stuff. And then I was like, wait yeah. a minute, hold on, let me go look in here. <laughs> and then looked inside of the text <laughs> expander and I'm like, oh, I have all of these emails already written. <laughs> I forgot. Oh my They're God. They're in here. So... <laughs> So there's that. Um, so text expander is, I, I don't know if you guys have, have known what this is, um, but it, it's, it just literally is you write a few key, keystrokes and they um, write this incredible copy that you put in there for date. You can even write, write a date or a phone number or an address, but that's how I work on it with the workflow. Um, if you want to know more, you need to go to textexpander.com slash podcast and you get 20% off of your first year. And so what you have to do is you have to go over to that page and then there's a drop down menu right at the top of the page where you click and you see a bunch of different podcasts. I have been informed by Emily Prokoff that she literally said that it doesn't say she podcast in there. It says she. So when yeah. you see she, choose that. <laughs> TextExpander.com <laughs> slash podcast for 20% off your first year. Thank you, TextExpander. We love you. Yay. Okay. Well, we are here talking about feedback now. 
again, if you missed the part of the conversation where we asked for feedback, go back to episode 220. But for now, we're going to just preface it by saying we asked people to tell us if they like when Elsie and I banter about personal stuff or not. And also we asked how they deal with their own co-hosts and if they ever have little squabbles and stuff like this. Because just briefly what happened was Elsie decided the show should be banter free and to a certain length and didn't really tell me. She just all of a sudden started like, I don't know, doing the show by herself on some levels, but also like we, we were like, I was being rushed to finish and I didn't understand what the rush was. Cause like normally we just kind of chit chat amongst ourselves and we never worried about it. And then all of a sudden it was a problem. So we brought it up. I actually brought it up to her on text and we discussed it last time. So let's get into the feedback. I have cut and pasted all the feedback into our notes that we use to tape the show. And then I've made summaries. So I'm not going to read. I'm just going to read the summaries. And then if we need to get into detail, we we will. So the first comment comes from Patrick. Here's Patrick's opinion. He likes the banter and the and drama but it needs a balance. He thinks there should be a bit of both. And also, we should be sensitive to Elsie because she's an anal retentive bitch. <laughs> Those are not her exact words. His exact words were, I have a lot of OCD tendencies and I love my structure and routines and I can understand where Elsie is coming from. So most of these people were very nice. I'm just summarizing. Let's clarify that, though. The summarization from Jess is not what the people actually said. Just want to clarify that. It no, it's my Jess's goofy interpretation. Summarizing what the email okay, said. Steph. Okay, go. Stephanie says she likes the banter, but only if we banter how it relates to podcasting. She likes the banter because it makes podcasting seem human, whatever that means. Okay. <laughs> Natalie says she likes the banter, but if we keep things organized, those who don't like the banter can just skip it podcasting is lonely and we're the only friends she has so thank you natalie sarah loves the banter but didn't at first her favorite part of the show is news you can use the rest is sort of fluff but pleasant (laughs) (laughs) this is fun right okay jackie pleasant jackie's idea was to pull the news section out for maybe a separate show and actually, I didn't think it was a bad idea because we do have a Patreon. And if people just want the news and nothing else that we include, no weird and wild, no tooltips, then maybe we should give that to them via Patreon. We discussed that briefly. Elsie said it was too much trouble. The end. But it's still something that we could consider in the future if, you know, it's not too much trouble and we want to do it. So that's Jackie's feedback. And I like that feedback. I thought it was a good idea. Deborah says she's a fan of us. She's a fan of the show. She's not a fan of us not having our shit together. It would be better if we had a more specific <laughs> idea of what we want the show to be. And like she she True. went into quite a yeah, she went into quite an enormous, not I want to say enormous. She went into a lot of detail about when she first listened to the show, she didn't know what it was, then she figured out what it was, but she still thinks other people don't know what it is and it sounds like we're not sure what it is, so we should know what it is. I just expanded my own summary, but that's basically it. I really like that whole thing. Anyway, go ahead. But it's true. I mean, she's not wrong. I'm not saying any of these are right or wrong. They're all right. I mean, okay, let's keep going. Okay, Lena. Hi, Lena. Lena says, ditch the banter and stop dicking around. 
That said, just as hilarious. <laughs> and again, she's not wrong. I am hilarious. But, you know, she says she's listened to the entire catalog. There have been times when she barely made it through. She's sorry to say. Because she wants to hear what we want to say about the podcasting industry. She says, quote, I want to hear your take on what all men say in the podcasting industry. I want the female perspective whether it be marketing, tech, or general business. I love your discussions and that you don't have the same opinion on things. I do love what you call bantering, but I come back to listen to podcasting tips, tricks, and insights. And then later, further down, she just says um, something about how great I am. Let me just find it for a minute. Yeah, something, yeah, I know, something about that's right. She says you're great. <laughs> uh, da, 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 da. I understand where Elsie is coming from after having listened to the episode, but Jessica's there to help you. Elsie, you can tell her anything. No, nope, I can't find where she said I was hilarious, but I know it's in there. Just trust me. Okay. Wynn says she loves the conversation. Don't stop that. And then you can put a little bit more news in the episode. Honestly, if we put any more news in the episode, it would be a three-hour show. We do put a lot of news in the episode, which is why we have a problem with the banter, because the banter is too long. Next, we have Paul. Paul is Team Elsie 100%. Paul does not like the gossip. Paul does not like the gossip, but he like he doesn't mind a, a goat wiener update now and again. He, he know, <laughs> which is Elsie. He knows he can always fast forward if it gets too tedious. The banter. He also has assumed it's Elsie's show. Therefore, she can do whatever she wants because her decisions are always right. And now I'm just going to go ahead and infer that Paul probably wishes I would just go away and let it be the Elsie Escobar show. Which, you know what? Fat chance, Paul. It's both our shows. Deal with it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, friend. Just kidding. <laughs> I'm not angry about that. But, you know, I do make a lot of jokes about how you. like she's the talent and I'm the you. comedy relief on this show. And believe it or not, I'm doing myself a disservice. I am actually a podcaster and valuable in the space. I do have a lot to say and think about the articles that we produce. I also like teasing Elsie because it's easy and fun. So <laughs> whatever. It's my show too. Okay. Jerry. <laughs> Jerry says she does not want banter, but she <laughs> likes hearing about the goats and she likes hearing about Isaac. So perhaps she's just trying to be nice with that statement. <laughs> No, I think <laughs> because she said, my love, my opinion well, is given with love and respect. I'm less on the banter bagwagon. But then the last paragraph is tell me what your guys up to and the funny things that happen to your hair and your girls and the goats. Well, and I'm just like, but wait, that's all banter. <laughs> you just said yeah, you but, don't like you, the But banter. I think what she meant, I think what she meant is that it's in sprinkled in between versus maybe 20 minutes straight. You know what I mean? I think it, she was just trying to be nice with that last paragraph because she felt guilty that she gave us the business. It's okay. We can take the business, Jerry. We, can take we don't mind. We asked Jerry. for the business and you gave us the business, all of you. And we loved hearing the bit. I loved hearing we every loved minute of the business. We loved it. It really is. It is consistent yet not consistent enough for us to really just decide what we want to do and do it. And right. I will say, all right, let me just get into Valerie's and then I'll make, well, I'll say what I need to say about it. Valerie's summary is she's still ironing out stuff with her co-host, but basically now they all understand that podcasting is hard, where I guess previously they did not understand that and now they do. And so it's become a little more even Steven. Also, if she wanted to listen to a how to podcast show, it would not be this one. 
That's great. I mean, that's great. You know what I mean? She you likes the banter. Things. She really is like, I adore the banter. Your podcast is best when you all banter. If I wanted to listen to a show, how to podcast, I would choose another one. I like listening to the news. I like your perspectives. I also enjoy the longer episodes. Thank you, Valerie. So that did all prove right. my point. I mean, all of these kind of prove my point and kind of don't. Every single one of you that didn't, every single one of you that said you don't like the banter in somewhere in the email said you like when we banter, which I thought was very interesting. I think what the overall feeling is you like when we are personal, but you don't want necessarily an entirely personal show. And I don't want to give you an entirely personal show. So we're all in agreement, or as my redneck ex-husband would say, agreeance about that. But <laughs> I hate that word. Never say agreeance around me. It's so annoying. Um, okay. That said... I have been thinking while reading these and also even just the smart, even the way I opened the show today, I want to, now that it's been four years, even though we didn't originally intend to be the only women podcast leaders in this space, for whatever reason, that's who we are. And much like not wanting to moderate our Facebook group, we also maybe reluctantly... <laughs> are going to take leadership here as well. So like, and it's not, and I don't think it's like we don't want to be leaders. I think it's that we don't want to assume that we are. There's a difference. I don't mind being a leader if I'm, you know, I don't want to just assume power. I'm not that kind of person. Elsie's not that kind of person. We're here to help and to serve and to be helpful to women. And your feedback has shown me that we are. So I love that. And I want to be able to do more of that. And if that means that we have to, aka, get our shit together, step into the leadership role a little bit more, have more of a professional podcast that does still infuse our two personalities, but does not take 20 minutes to talk about goat penis, that's fine with me. I'm cool with it. <laughs> what I really Great. was bothered by is not, and, and really actually what I was actually, I think, resistant to was being told what to do, not asked, I think. And so now that I'm not being told what to do, but it's been, you know, very sweetly suggested by our audience, I have softened to the idea only because it seems to be what the people need. But I think I was resistant because I'm obnoxious. And when she just decided without me, I kind of felt like, well, don't I get a say? And yeah, Paul, it is my show too. And I do get a say. <laughs> So I, <laughs> so I, I, it does not yeah, mean that Paul. our, really, you need to know that like Elsie, my, our, my relationship with Elsie will never tarnish or be tarnished. And so regardless of whether or not she made this decision without me, I'm not angry with her, but I was, I think, subconsciously not behaving because she told me what to do, which is interesting because what's also interesting she said last time is that she didn't tell me what to do. Because she doesn't usually have to tell people what to do because her sense of freedom means I don't tell people what to do. So we had a very – I just realized this actually this morning that we have a very interesting dynamic where I don't want to be told what to do and Elsie doesn't want to tell people what she's doing. <laughs> so how is that going to work? Well, we'll see. <laughs> I mean, oh my I think God. knowing – I think the key is that knowing this about one another is really important and I think from now on, when she has an idea about the show, she'll, as she usually does with things, she'll like, you know, blast it out to me on a text. I'll say yes or no. And then we'll either implement it or we won't. I don't think she'll be like, well, from now on, it's going to be 30 minutes and just not tell me. And I think from now on, if she does say it has to be 30 minutes, 
Well, I've already was like this. If she said it has to be an hour, if she had just said it, I'd have agreed. Probably, you know, but she never said it. And I think somewhere in my head, I was just like, what is she doing? Who she thinks she is? I don't like that, you know, <laughs> but anyway. Okay. I'm done summarizing. Would you like to summarize now, Miss Elsie Escobar? So I want to take it from a different perspective, not necessarily from the feedback perspective, but the fact that okay. I want to call attention to to how much feedback we got. Okay, because oh, okay. And, and so I'm, gonna, I'm switching this. I'm switching this to the podcasting education side of things. So there's a lot of questions that we get all the time, and I see them in she podcast, and and even throughout throughout. I don't get any engagement. I don't get any feedback. How do you get feedback? How do you do it? Right. And truth be told, in if you look at the entire the totality of of our we are you know at two hundred and twenty one episodes here, we don't really usually get very much feedback in the show, like for for the shows that go out, like meaning like for the never. feed. It since since I've set yeah since I've set it set it up that way, there is a lot of feedback on the feed. In fact, the whole entire show is based on feedback for the for most of the part the time. And generally speaking, after we release the show, within an hour and a half, what it takes to listen to the show, there already is, is feedback on social media. Like that's how engaged that audience is. But mind you, I've set it up that way from the beginning. That said, though, the way that I feel you do get feedback on shows is when you tap into a conversation that your audience really wants to be a part of, that it matters to them. Because if you're just saying, tell us what you think about the show, send me an email about, you know, whatever the topic of that show is. Did you like it? Let me know how I'm doing. That's so vague. And so not, like, it has no meaning to me as a listener. It's too general. And also, it's too desperate. It's almost like saying, did you listen? Pay me a compliment. Thanks. It's not the same as, I really want to know what you think so that I can move forward Mm -hmm. knowing what my audience thinks. That's really how to to engage conversation. And we did not even, I mean, Elsie's telling you this to show you the lesson in what we've done, but... We didn't consciously right. do this to give you a lesson. She's just pointing it out. Yeah, no, we didn't. No. Yeah, I'm just pointing it out because we don't get very much feedback. But again, I'm going to I'm going to continue with the lesson here too. She's and also, noticed. Jess, it wasn't necessarily that you said I really want you guys to give us fee- give me feedback because I want to know how to do the show. It was coming from right. a really deep place where we have had a conversation. We are wanting you to actually weigh in on this very specific conversation between these two women that desire to know what you have to say. And with a lot of the women that responded, these women have been with us for a long time. They're invested in us. They've listened to us. I don't think we really got an email. Actually, we did get a few, uh, like a couple of newbies, meaning like really new new, uh, listeners that have come into listening to our show within the past year or so. But the the core uh, people who emailed us have been listening to us for longer than that. They are sort of like our our super squad members, if you will. And so that was really interesting. That those are the ones that are really invested. So you have you appeal to somebody's sense of needing to also be part of this conversation that is about something much bigger. We are asking you to essentially help us advocate for women podcasters, and I feel that. It, when we reach out and we tap into that, then we'll get more feedback, right? So there's that aspect. Now, the other aspect of it is, 
how often do we actually ask for feedback on the show? And I'm not, I'm not, at this Never. point, I am not chiding us and I'm not saying we're doing this wrong or we should be doing this. I'm just calling attention to the fact that most of the time, and I'm being general here, people send feedback in when you actually ask for feedback and you're very specific about it. So that's probably my first question whenever somebody says, I'm not getting any engagement. Nobody's emailed me. I'm not getting any feedback. And it's like, well, have you asked for feedback? And how have you asked for feedback? Those are my two questions. So I I guess it, as a lesson for y'all to kind of turn it around and really think about Is there a conversation that you would like to have with your audience that matters to them, that makes them feel like they want to opt in to actually coming into this conversation? Because that's when you start to have that real connection with your audience. So that's what I have to say about the feedback that we got. And I want to say thank you to all of the women that emailed us and None of the emails were yes or no. Most of them were like, they were long. <laughs> they were, you know, there was a lot of yeah. very nuanced, thoughtful, <laughs> careful, and caring. A lot of people trying to be very polite. Um, a lot of people mentioned that yeah. it's the women's, 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 women's. Mm-hmm. I would like to know like what you think about their feedback and how you want to move forward yourself. Well, I like what they said. <laughs> so... Meaning that I think we do need to give voice and opinion to all of the things that um, that are newsworthy in the space that require an opinion. Oh, and you know, the one woman was also talking about, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm saying that one woman, I'm sorry, because I can't remember which one of y'all um, did, said this. But they were also asking for you to talk about what you're writing, Jessica, about your mm-hmm. articles that you've been writing really great articles out oh, there. And yes. I think that yes. we're really we're missing points, I, I feel, by not giving our opinion about things. And and we were just discussing this in the fact that actually I, I was just discussing this for somebody asked me about women's voices again, <laughs> you know, and, and part of it is that we do have to step forward and we do have to do this. And unfortunately, thinking about this now, when you said that we're we didn't start to be like the women leaders or whatever, you know, in 2014, it's kind mm-hmm. of sad that there aren't more, meaning it's kind of sad that there's no more podcasts like ours. Wouldn't you think? I know. I mean, there's like all of the copycats for like. No, we don't want any competition. Don't even think about well, it. No. Don't start a show like ours. Well, no, I'm not saying competition, one. but I'll what say, I'm sh- saying is like. Sh- sh- <laughs> I'm just saying nuanced, nuanced conversations that's just coming from a woman's point of view. It doesn't have to be like women, women, women. It simply no, has it doesn't. relevance if we talk about it, if we have an opinion about it. That in itself is really, it, it's worth a lot. And there's a lot of people that are looking for, especially a lot of women that are looking for that. They're looking for that type of an opinion. So I feel yeah. that it's time for us to really take it on and to own it because you've been writing some incredible stuff out there. I think that we need to voice Thank it. You. Um, and, you know, I have my own thoughts in my own head, as you know, since I don't tell as anybody usual. most of the yeah. time, as usual. Um, and it would be nice to be able to have like a place where we kind of voice this out and, and start to change the narrative out there, because it seems like there's still a misunderstanding 
about there aren't any, you know, there's no women in podcasting or there aren't enough women in podcasting or there's not enough whatever in podcasting. And unfortunately, I do not think that that's the truth. I think that the the reason that you you perceive that is because the places that we have given influence to and power to tend to focus on a specific type of, you know, it's the same white guy who is being featured. And that's not necessarily a podcasting issue. That's a power issue. And that's like a much larger conversation here. It's just that it's set up to amplify those types of voices. The system is versus the fact that there aren't any women in podcasting. Does that make sense? Yeah, 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 yeah. It makes total sense. I agree. Guys, if you guys want to work with me, I only do... I only run the E-League two times a year in the spring and in right around the end of fall, winter time. So the E-League is my mentorship experience. It's for five weeks. Applications close on March 15th. We start on March 25th. And it would be incredible if any of you guys who have wanted to work deeper with me and in a, in a much more uh, uh, like with a mentor in your pocket, if you will, where you have all of those questions about... Um, how to grow your audience, but in a way that feels really on point for yourself. I guess a lot of you guys who listen to me know what I'm about, know what I stand for. And the principles that I teach in the E-League are something that's going to really help you expand in confidence and clarity. Those are the two main things that people come out of the experience with is a lot more confidence and clarity about everything that they want to do. And and this isn't just for podcasters. This is also for podcast consultants, podcasting editors um, that want to do this and really develop um, your business and develop it in a way that really reflects who you are in, in the world in the space of podcasting. So for me, it's really just about embodying leadership and making sure that our voices are heard. So that's it. Uh, link will be in the show notes. Please apply, apply, apply. I really would love to to read those and um, get to know you better. Yay. Everyone, thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to find our show notes, they are at ShePodcast.com. You can also find us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at ShePodcasts. Um, if you want to join our special QA community where you have access to Elsie and I all the time and a weekly QA where we answer your questions live, go to Patreon.com forward slash ShePodcast and join us at the $5 per month level. That's right. Just $5 and we will answer any of your podcasting questions. So thank you guys so much for listening. Elsie, love you. Mean it. Bye.